0: you Hello everyone and welcome to Monster Hour. I'm Quinn, your Keeper of Monster and Mysteries. With me today are Hannah.
1: Hi, I'm Hannah and I play JR the Crooked. Tio. Hi, I'm Tio and I play Constance the Expert.
0: And Kyle. Hi, I'm Kyle. I play Alvin the Monstrous. Last time, Constance and JR, in between several psych-style sidebars, the two of you (laughs) attempted to persuade Georgiana (laughs) to join you in escaping from otherwhere. Making no effort to conceal your overtures, you were quickly opposed by her companion, a kindred nicknamed Mr. Blue. You learned that he was the one who made the pact, bringing her to otherwhere after she suffered a grievous injury at the hands of another supernatural creature. After much verbal skirmishing, the pair did agree to leave with you, though not without some strings attached. Meanwhile, Alvin, you continued your solo journey aboard a small dinghy out at sea, You made some good progress towards the theater's exit by turning yourself into an outboard motor, but your old friend Moriarty managed to catch up astride a majestic hippocamp. A highly unconventional naval battle ensued, ending with you taking a lotus fruit arrow to the chest as you dispatched Moriarty, using the mast of your ship as a massive javelin. (laughs) The tumult did not end there, however. The hippocamp boarded your vessel and revealed itself to be the Kindred Prairie, better known as Constable Bailey. Adopting the visage of the sea god Poseidon, he demanded to know how you entered and where you got your disguise. Just when it seemed like you were out of options, you seized upon the very magical nature of Otherware itself to bend the reality of the theater, (laughs) grasping the power of Hermes
1: to sprint away
0: over the water itself (laughs) in a move that I still can't believe I let you do.
1: Yeah, that's like it kind of seemed like you were bewildered that this is what happened.
0: I rolled really well.
1: He did.
2: The dice he said did. that's okay, Quinn. The dice said it was okay.
0: And the lore <laughs> the lore allows it. Dad under, Mom said know, I could do this. A, a significant penalty which you overcame. <laughs> 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 we are going to pick up with Constance and JR aboard the vessel with Georgiana, Mr. Blue, and Odysseus. Mr Blue looks at the two of you, eyeing you and says Alright, Well, where is this companion of yours? Let's gather him and be on our way. If we're going to do this, I don't want to wait any longer than I have to.
1: Yup, yup, I hear ya. I just start looking around thinking, wouldn't it just be nice if he showed up right now? It would be nice. Uh, I would like to look out longingly at the ocean to (laughs) see if I can see him. Like a, a... You know, a, a bride who has been left at the shore and is wondering, will her husband ever return from the sea? That is the look on my face.
2: Except you're on hey, a boat.
1: Hey, JR. <laughs> uh, Mr.
2: Blue looks at-
1: <laughs> Quiet, Crap you're scene. ruining my scene. Way, <laughs> wait, wait. Mr. Wait. Blue
0: looks at the two of you, staring out in opposite directions <laughs> onto the horizon, in no way responding to his question. <laughs> Several <laughs> seconds pass. It's a human thing. <clears throat>
1: oh yes. Okay, so we we don't see him. Well do we No. I was, gonna, see no. <laughs> I was no. gonna say, can I can I roll to you know, investigate the sea? See if I can tell anything? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no no no. I want you to let her investigate the sea.
0: <laughs> In this as a just Small refresher.
1: <laughs> In this game, you
0: describe your actions, and I tell you if you need to roll something. As you stare out into the vast horizon, you see nothing, and there's no need for you to roll to investigate a mystery. All right.
1: So, okay. If you can't tell, we're kind of uh, playing this by ear. Uh, that's a human a human phrase. Um,
0: I'm familiar with the idiom. <laughs> with Good, all these things know. we have on our faces.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we like to use them as reference points. Um,
0: Clunky appendages. I don't get the point.
1: <laughs> you know, I agree with you on that one. But anyway, uh, we don't know where he is. We He showed I just imagine
0: in- Constance pulling a Van Gogh at some point in the future.
1: <laughs> I mean, Constance might. There, there are some serious <laughs> things that Constance needs to figure out. Um, we have not been able to locate him in this theater do you have any kind of honing device? Or I mean, anywhere Constance, else in the theater that he could Constance, be? I could try, like, you know, and I, like, point at the key. Uh, 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 you want me to try to use? I look at Mr. Blue.
0: He doesn't quite understand what's happening. He's just looking at the two of you, sort of gesticulating.
1: Uh, I mean, I guess my biggest question is, like, w- is me using magic going to be like, Hello, everyone who is not a human being, here we are.
0: Your recollection from your conversation with Dorian was that the risk was that your magic was uh, obvious and and loud. So Mm -hmm. the risk would be, obviously Mr. Blue knows you're not kindred, knows that your masks are disguises. The risk would be if there's any other kindred nearby who might be alerted to the usage.
1: Well, I mean, certainly Jer and Constance have not seen anybody else other than Mr. Blue. So I think maybe I want to try and use magic to locate our friend, our companion, our big furry boy, Alvin.
0: I think this would probably be Observe Another Place or Time. Okay. (laughs) What a picture that will turn up. Yes. So All go right. ahead and give me a roll to use magic.
1: All right. Six, seven, eight. It's a 10. Okay. Nice.
0: The magic works as intended.
1: Thank you. Plus two weird. All right. So I hold the key up and I I know I normally only use like a one word command, but I think for this one, I go find Alvin. And I'm thinking about like my head is a lot of like, Pictures of Alvin, but also like, you know, flannel and the feeling of hugging a large teddy bear. (laughs) Describe (laughs) the
2: essence of Alvin.
1: Snacks, like so many snacks, (laughs) like, uh, you know, and just like warm feelings of friendship and protectedness. Like, this is what I've got in my head when I'm thinking of Alvin.
0: Absolutely. Do you think, so I think you've used this once before and it opened a window kind of like Dorian had in the hollow circus in the tent, do you think it looks like that or does it look different like how does this how does this observation look
1: I think it's something like that I think maybe i don't know when I was using with Dorian, I think like I was under a lot more stress then because we were trying to figure out what the fuck was going on with the giant tent, and so I think maybe it's a little less. Nice window shape, partially because I am looking specifically for Alvin. So what I am imagining in my head is more like oval or a round shape opening up, not with a really distinct outline, but probably about as big as like a large dinner plate. And Quinn, question for you: Is this the kind of thing that other people can see, or am I the only one who can see this?
0: I think on a full success, I'll I'll leave that up to you.
1: Okay, I think everybody, or at least Folks who are like right next to me, so I'm guessing Constance can probably see it as well.
0: I think if Constance can see it, it does probably make sense that Georgiana and Mister Blue can also see it. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> like I'll I'll give it to just you, but I don't know if you can create like a discreet little window that only you and Constance can privacy see. privacy screen. Yeah, yeah privacy yeah. screen <laughs> visions. <laughs> yeah, so you you sort of open this window, and looking through it, you see a vast stretch of. Tempestuous water, these giant waves rising (laughs) up and and crashing, and sprinting through the waves between them, running up on them and leaping from (laughs) peak to peak, is Alvin wearing these golden wing-adorned boots and just blasting through the waves behind him is Poseidon. For all that (laughs) you can tell. Is Poseidon just riding on the water? In furious pursuit, <laughs> and on the horizon, I think uh, you and and we see this landmass, and it looks like a narrow sort of strait between two jagged, rocky outcroppings.
1: Okay, so I can see <laughs> him, but this doesn't tell me anything about where he is. Um, well, I guess he's... I look over in the water to uh, <laughs> Odysseus and Mister Blue and Georgiana. And I point to the vision, and I'm like, so does any of that look familiar to you? Because that's where we need to find our friend, who's apparently on water now. (laughs) He can run on water, just like Jesus.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Odysseus strokes his beard and says, yes, this is the Strait of Messina. We're about a half day's sail. We can make it there soon.
1: Okay, so- that's what we need to do, and once we find Alvin, I will cast the spell to get us to the next theater, but we're not going to do it without him.
0: Mr. Blue looks at you. What do you mean the next theater? I thought we were leaving.
1: We just we just have a couple of errands to finish with a kindred. You understand. We got to keep our word, and then we'll be out of here real easy. You can stay in the car. Metaphorically, if you'd like, we'll even crack the window.
0: You and I made an arrangement that we would be leaving with Georgiana.
1: We are. We just got a couple of stops on the way. One, really. We have one stop. We just, um,
0: Constance, your palm starts to feel a little hot. Uh oh.
1: We're going to leave. I never said that it was immediately (laughs) more hot. This is a lesson, and I, as I say this, I'm going to reach into my Instagram backpack and see if I still have some of the uh, silencing spray for dogs, like when they're really loud. It's basically like a pressurized can of cold air, and you push on it, and it makes a screeching noise that I would like to pull out of my Instagram backpack and spray on my palm.
0: <laughs> is this just to like make yourself feel better?
1: Yeah, it's just a little cool spray. It's like a jet of like really cold air. Yeah. And
0: uh. So like- <laughs> I mean, I won't make you roll for it because there's no material or or narrative benefit <laughs> beyond a mild comfort for you.
1: Mild comfort's important.
0: I'm willing to say you can just have it unless you want to roll for it.
1: Nope, nope. I'll have it. <laughs> and So I take it out and I'm literally spraying and I'm like, we're just. It's just one shh stop we have to make. Before we can t- t- take you with us, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it'll, it's fine. <laughs> the can's out.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> behind you, we see Odysseus turn and begin shouting to the crew Lower the sails! We make for the Strait of Messina! And the ship lurches forward. Alvin, you are in the foot race of a lifetime. Ah! You've sprinted out ahead of Constable Bailey Poseidon, yep. parkouring over this roiling storm, <laughs> over these massive waves running over and between and around them. And Poseidon is in hot pursuit, just smashing these waves aside, driving right through them, knocking out them out of the way and just propelling himself forward on the water. What do you do? The shore's coming up, right? It is. You can see it in the distance. You're pretty close.
2: These rocky outcroppings, does that feel anywhere near the door out of here? Yes. Okay.
0: You get the sense that the whirlpool is dead center. Somewhere like in the middle between... of that island. Oh, it's not an island, it's a strait. Right, right. The strait.
2: I think what Alvin's going to do do is I, would, I like to get full belt sprinting as fast as I can up to the ground and I think I might have a slight advantage over Poseidon who would have to change form probably to speed over over land. So I'd like to just keep running and as soon as I get up and over an outcropping I like to hit the dirt and find a little nook that I can just kind of duck right into.
0: You're sprinting forward but Poseidon is, is gaining ground and as he gets closer these waves begin to bend their arc towards you uh, and start uh, yeah, trying to sure. crash and fall over you. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna need you to give me a roll to act under pressure to, to, to make it to shore. Surf the waves! You are, I guess, in a way, kind of surfing to make this even more <laughs> absurd and also just wildly awesome. And everybody
2: was surfing <laughs> across the USA.
0: Is under pressure?
2: Shit. Yes. I'm a bad surfer. Wait a minute, is this pretty magical? This is extremely weird. This is pretty so weird, though. you're... Just another day, man. Yes, your, your Seeker
0: <laughs> move, just another day, would definitely qualify here.
2: Great. I was kidding. I'm very good at surfing this particular kind of wave.
0: You're good at harnessing the power of Hermes to surf along Poseidon's wild, tempestuous storm waves. I rolled a 14.
1: Ooh. Holy Ooh. shit! Yeah. Damn. That'll
2: do the trick. So how how sick does this look? He, like, manages to get in front of a couple waves, slides down another one, and then just this massive wave as he gets up onto shore comes careening over the top of him, and as it crashes down, he just, like, busts through the sheet of water soaring onto the coast.
0: So you fly up into the jagged rocks, and with a 14, I think you land fine. And uh, ahead of you, it's this kind of jagged cliffside that goes up a a little ways, and... uh, it opens up up ahead, but the, the entrance point here is a pretty narrow straight, and you can see two things. On the side opposite from you, you can see a massive whirlpool, easily large enough to swallow an entire ship, ah. swirling and churning. Down the precipice from which you're looking over, there appears to be a concave, craggy awning. Which seems to belie a a larger opening beneath the surface. Mm. And you can see just standing in the center of the strait is Poseidon. I, I hide. <laughs> I hide from him. Okay, so, so you're just like taking <laughs> cover?
2: Yeah, so he's in the in the middle of the strait and on one side's the a whirlpool, on one side's a, a large, like underground opening.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a like an awning almost, like mm-hmm. a rocky overhang. So you're you know, you're kind of peeking over this overhang and it fades back out underneath you and then further under the water.
2: Okay, so it's like an underwater cave sort of situation. Yeah. Got it, got it.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm I'm kind of killing
2: time because I didn't see any sort of life or anything near the whirlpool here. I have no idea where my friends are, nor do I have magical powers. <laughs> well, kind of, I
0: guess. <laughs> Says so the man I who just sprinted, sprinted across the water.
2: Yeah. Well, that was just very good muscles. Okay. So I think I'm just kind of killing. I've, I've spotted the whirlpool. I have a fairly good idea that I could just like dive for it in a pinch. So I think I'm kind of killing time here and just, just hiding and waiting to see what Poseidon does.
0: I mean, he's spotted me, right? Has he spotted me? He doesn't seem to attract you since you propelled yourself into the rocks and onto the shore. But he's kind of where I need to go. Yeah, he seems to have taken up a sentry position, and I think as you're hiding out, you hear a, a booming voice echo all through the craggy shores and the, the hilltop that you're up on, and says, I know what you're seeking, Alvin. I know what you're here for. You won't get in without coming through me. We'll see about." back
2: and I want I want to offer a little prayer to Zeus to come bother his brother.
0: Are you attempting to invoke some magic here?
2: <laughs> I'm making a prayer to the very real gods in this place. Uh, I say, dear Zeus, big guy, Zeus. your brother's here and he's drunk and either needs to go home and or wants to party. So would love for it if you came and took care of this situation. Thanks, signed Alvin.
1: <laughs>
0: okay.
2: Dionysus can come too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kyle, I know you've been playing Hades because you told me about it, and because you told me about it, I got Hades and have been playing it relentlessly, so I know where this is coming
2: from. <laughs> um, are <good> party. But- <laughs> Let's get all the gods down here. Let's throw a raging party by the whirlpool. Pool party.
0: <laughs> but I think your call goes unanswered. Foiled by prayer. I think if you were trying to invoke the ability to use magic in this space, I don't think that that did it. Yeah.
2: Okay. I think I'm going to try to just stealthily try to find some high ground and see how far out to the horizon in each direction I can peek.
0: You make your way up a little bit higher and you see a significant land mass in, in either direction. I think you get the impression that one or both of these is an an island or at least a peninsula. Mm-hmm. And in the distance, you see a ship heading your direction, a large trireme. Well, this is interesting.
2: Yeah, I think with uh, with Poseidon just hanging out down there, and calling out and being like, you can't get through me. I'm content to not try. If he hasn't spotted me, I just find a nice comfy spot where I can
0: keep an eye on the boat and Poseidon. Okay. And I think some some time passes, an indeterminate amount, as we have established in otherwhere. But eventually, Constance and JR, your vessel, approaches and arrives at the Strait of Messina.
1: Hey! How's my hand doing?
0: I mean, like how much have you engaged in Mr. Blue's questioning?
1: Oh, I've avoided him since <laughs> that earlier talk.
0: Okay. I mean, he's he's sort of falling around trying to get answers out of you. But to the extent that you're able to avoid him, uh, I mean, it, it hurts when he like questions you and like asks like where you're going and what your intentions are and what you're not telling him. But um, <laughs> as long as you're not actively sort of withholding information, it, it's fine. This also feels kind of like a psych episode.
1: Yeah, it does actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Avoid Mr. Blue, no. But up ahead, Jr. and Constance, you see a, a narrow strait, a dangerously navigable channel passing between two walls of sharp rock. And on one side is a massive whirlpool and on the other is this darkened awning, Alvin. and uh, I think you see. Um, Alvin. I think,
2: <laughs> Alvin,
0: and I think you see Odysseus huddled with what appeared to be his sort of lieutenants, planning planning something at the the helm. What do you do,
1: Al- Alvin? Al- Alvin. Call meekly. I think I'm I'm up at the edge of the boat and. Hey, Alvin!
0: As you get closer, you can see a figure standing on the water, dead center of the strait, between the whirlpool and the awning.
1: Uh, who is it?
0: I think you can see this individual is a tall, muscled man, rippling biceps, six-pack abs, holding onto a golden trident and bearing a long white beard and white hair.
1: This can't be good. I don't think this is Constance. I uh, I don't think this is good. Constance, yes. I don't think this is good. Do you think this is good? Look, Jared didn't go to school a whole lot, but uh, she is generally familiar with the uh, the canon of the Greek gods. I think anybody is. a
0: Little Mermaid. Poseidon is pretty recognizable.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She did see The Little Mermaid, so. Uh...
0: <laughs> if either of you would like to roll to read a bad situation, you certainly could at this point.
1: Okay. Also, I think it is important to note that um, Constance does have a little bit of a crush on Poseidon. Um, <laughs> that's like kind of her jam is the Poseidon vibe. So
0: This Poseidon or like any Poseidon?
1: No, Poseidon in general.
0: Okay, not this one specifically. No, but inclusive but, of this one,
1: but inclusive of this one, yes. Okay, okay, yes. Important,
0: uh, important background. Not all
2: Poseidons are the same, but all Poseidons, I say.
1: Yes, exactly. Not all Poseidons are the same, but all Poseidons can get it. Yeah. Cher um, <laughs> knows exactly what she's gonna get Constance for Christmas next year. She can <coughs> see it in her mind's eye. She's like going through her mental catalog. Of Poseidon all the famous socks. art of Poseidon Ooh. and like which one is in a museum that's close enough to <laughs> uh firmament to just like pop out and do a quick little steal.
2: Is this what's <laughs> in JR's of. Mind Palace is just where all the famous art is kept?
1: It, it is. It's where yeah. all the famous
2: things she's gonna steal her friends.
1: My, my
2: mind palace is an art museum and everything is for the taking.
1: I like it. <laughs> It's like yep. knowing where every public restroom is, but way more useful. Um, that's a 10. Constance,
0: what? Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, on a 10 plus hold three.
1: What's the biggest threat?
0: <laughs> Poseidon.
1: <laughs> okay. Just wanted to clarify. <laughs> oh, boy. Um. What about what's the best way to protect the victims, including ourselves?
0: <laughs> I mean, the best way to protect the victims is to turn around.
1: I mean, that this we're actually going well. Do. Yeah. <laughs> this is going great, Constance. Um, this is, uh. I mean, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? I feel like Poseidon's big enough. There you but go. Sure. Okay. All right. <laughs> what else? What else are you throwing at us?
2: What's in that o- outcropping?
0: I think as you're surveying the situation, you overhear Odysseus and his lieutenants behind you saying, Oh, right. I know there's some disagreement about this, but when it comes to the Strait of Messina, you want to go towards Scylla. Scylla will take only six of the, the crew, but Charybdis sink the whole vessel. The danger you have not noticed is that the Strait of Messina is the location of Scylla and Charybdis, the two sea serpents of Greek mythology.
2: Ooh. Uh, They're cool. probably in that big underwater cave. I'm glad I didn't go there.
0: <laughs> Prompted by this, you will probably recall, we'll say Constance recalls, Scylla is the six-headed sea serpent, which resides in a, a cove on one side. And Charybdis is the wholly underwater sea creature that generates a massive whirlpool that sinks entire vessels. Ah.
1: Okay. So you have
0: <laughs> Charybdis on one side, Scylla on the other, and Poseidon in the middle.
1: Okay. um, I think I turn around to JR and I just go, it's all bad. <laughs> it's all bad. Great to leave. Okay. Great. I, I did read a it.
2: bad situation.
0: Guess what? You read it. It's bad.
1: <laughs> it's just it's just cover to bad. Cover. Is the situation bad, Constance? Cuz I wasn't sure. Is it? It is, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. This would cool. be a good time to wake up, you know. Love it. Pinch. Love Pinch it.
0: Georgiana and Mr. Blue approach you. And Georgiana says Constance, my dear, where is where is your companion? I point the this-
1: question. And <laughs>
0: Mr. Blue is just thousand yards staring at Poseidon. Ah. Uh, can I hear them yelling? I don't know if you can make out all the specifics, but I think you can hear your name being called a couple times.
2: Hey, it's my buddies. Oof! I get their attention. I'm way over on the land. I'll pop up and make my way to the edge of the cliff. Okay. Was I on the Was I on the whirlpool side or the? You're up- on Scylla's side. Ah, oh, dang! Wrong side.
0: You're about fifty, sixty feet up. How wide is the the
2: strait? The minimum width is three point one kilometers. <laughs>
0: I don't know the exact width, but I know in the Odyssey you cannot sail the strait without hewing either towards Charybdis or Scylla. Got it. It's pretty tight.
2: It's big enough that I'm that it's not like off yawn in the distance, but it's not small enough that I could jump. Uh correct. Yes. You could not jump. Or can I even in no limits you couldn't jump. Damn.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I think I'll poke my head up on the outcropping here
0: and just do the the loud farm whistle. Two things, I think, happen. First is Poseidon turns and looks at you and smiles. Mm-hmm. And the water in the cave starts to bubble. Oh, Constance and J.R., <laughs> oh, God. you see, standing atop a cliff on one of the sides of the strait, a human figure. I wave. That whistled.
1: Alvin? Over there. That's our companion.
0: I wave more vigorously. Okay, this figure is waving.
1: (laughs) It's him, it's him, let's go. I start jumping up and down.
0: The ship, the trireme is continuing to sail forward into the mouth of the strait. Mm -hmm. From the cove, you see a serpentine head the size of a refrigerator emerge. It has coal black eyes and rows of jagged teeth. Its coiling body is covered in blue-green scales as it rises further from the water. And then you see another head emerge, and another, and another, until there are six long-necked reptilian heads surging forth from the water, reaching almost halfway across the stream. Hmm. Several of them, Alvin, begin snaking up towards the cliffside where you are dancing.
2: Now, how many? Six? Six? Six. A half dozen of these? Okay. And they're kind of like couple coming to me, a couple reaching out halfway across the street. Yeah. So they're like refrigerator-sized stepping stones, if you will.
0: Could be. Could sounds be. Like,
2: sounds like an idea. You want to do something about it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I think he does just a quick, like, licks his finger and holds it up in the air, takes a couple steps back, and then just runs full tilt, and leaps from the cliff, and he's aiming for the closest head with the idea oh, of wow. jumping from head to head.
1: Yeah.
2: Give me a roll to act under pressure. Pretty weird, though, right? Yeah, pretty okay. weird. Whew. Saving my bacon.
0: 10. On a 10+, plus, you do what you set out to do. Yes. So take it home. What does it look like? It starts off
2: impressively confident. He leaps off of the first head and he just keeps hopping like a video game cutscene is kind of what this feels <laughs> like from head to head. And he gets a little off balance near the end because they're serpent heads and they move around. But I think up halfway across the straight, leaping off of the last head, I'd like to just shout to the room as it comes. It's
0: in the whirlpool and tackle Poseidon. What's, what's your intent behind tackling him? Are you trying to restrain him, attack him? Uh, not so much attack
2: him, just try to disrupt him because he was kind of, he seemed to summon the beast. I just like to stop him from meddling with the boat.
0: Yeah, and I think as you are performing this maneuver, he has raised the trident, and you can see the water in front of him kind of towards, you're, you're kind of flanking him, he's facing the trireme, mm-hmm. and the water in front of him heading towards the trireme is starting to churn, and you can see waves building up. So I think this is going to be a protect someone roll. Yeah. 7, 8, and 3 is
2: 11.
0: On a hit, you protect them. On a 10 plus, you get to choose an extra effect. You suffer less harm, minus 1 mm-hmm. harm. All impending danger is now focused on you. You mm-hmm. inflict harm on the enemy or you hold the enemy back.
2: All impending danger is now focused on me.
1: Wow. Oof. Okay, Alvin.
2: All right, I'm the hero of the story who oh no, they tragically die all the time, huh? <laughs>
0: So you tackle Poseidon into the water <laughs> oh, God. and the two of you disappear beneath the waves. And Constance and JR, you see all six of these serpent heads go underwater. And neither figure <laughs> comes back up.
1: Oh no. The
0: trireme continues to sail forward now into the strait and you are quite close to the whirlpool that is Charybdis. Which, if Alvin is to be believed, has some significance.
1: <laughs> okay, so we, we heard him then.
0: Yes? Yeah, you're you're close enough, I'll, I'll I'm not gonna interfere with the message. I think you you heard him loud and clear. I'll do a no limits yell if you want. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> but he and Poseidon have both disappeared below the waves, as has Scylla.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, Constance, it sounds like it's in the whirlpool. That's where we have to go. Yeah. Right? Your guess is as good as mine. Let's uh, do it. All right. Well, and I turn to Georgiana and Mister Blue. The X's through the whirlpool.
0: Mister Blue looks at you and says, "That's where you're going. I can't let you go in there."
1: <laughs> why? No. Why? Why not? Okay. Well, that's what we said. I mean, you wanted to to get out of here. That's not like, the, the way out.
0: Normal. That's that's the core. That's the registrum.
1: Oh. oh. Perfect. That's the, that's the what? <laughs> the, the hold up? The what now? The register? The center
0: of everything, you a, can't go in there.
1: Is this a place that would have like, a lot of like, big weird trees?
0: <laughs> he just stares <laughs> he coldly just, yes. at you.
1: One big tree?
0: I agreed to let you leave with Georgiana to join you. I did not agree to let you in there.
1: This is where that other kindred comes into play, good sir. I mean, this is kind of like a, you know, Led Zeppelin, like, it's a it's a real in through the outdoor kind of thing. We, we got to go closer to get further. You have to get small to get big. Like, it's a, do you see what I'm saying? You're
0: showing your it's ignorance. All... There are no other doors out from that place. <laughs> it's insulated as it possibly can be from you and your kin. Do we
1: want, I want to try, I want to try, I just want to try, I want to see, like, You know, maybe it doesn't (laughs) let us in. And then we're just back here. And then we try something else. Like, I want to try.
0: He draws his sword.
1: Okay. (sighs) I also draw my sword very reluctantly.
0: Alvin, beneath the waves. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Poseidon is just taking you lower and lower, and in the dark waters around you, you can see six gleaming sets of eyes and just the vague outline of enormous serpentine shapes moving in the currents. What do you do? But
2: I'm, I'm hanging on to Poseidon. He's hanging on to me. At
0: this point, he's hanging on to you. Right. I don't know if you're also hanging on to him, but he doesn't seem to be attempting to let go of you. Great. Can I sense the bottom of the whirlpool anywhere nearby? Um, it's in the water, sort of off in one direction. Dead somewhere. <laughs> it's it's in the
2: water. You're in the water. I'm close.
0: I'm getting there. One step at a time. Yeah. If you wanted to read a bad situation, the situation is quite bad at this point, so. It's quite bad. I'll give it a roll. Uh oh, it's a ten. Oh. On a ten plus, hold three. What's my best way out? Your best way out is to I mean, this is a sort of a no-brainer, but your best way out is to break Poseidon's grasp and then navigate around Scylla to Charybdis. Yeah. What's most vulnerable to me? I think Poseidon is most vulnerable to you. Scylla is a massive six-headed sea hydra. Yeah. And whatever the rules of this place, Constable Bailey Poseidon, Poseidon seems to have Mm. less raw strength. They have the ability to manipulate the reality of this place, but even that seems to have some limits. Mm-hmm. So I think they are most vulnerable to you, as opposed to Scylla. Uh,
2: last one is, what's the best way to protect the victims?
0: You either need to escape this theater or escape to this surface, because you will drown here.
2: Yes. I would like to grapple Poseidon and try to take his trident. Okay whether or not this is just like a theater prop <laughs> or not he was using it to do stuff so i'd like to have it
0: okay give me a act under pressure that's 12 okay you take the trident you rip it from his grasp what do you do with it i kick off of him and i point
2: it in the direction i think the whirlpool is but maybe kind of up to try to break
0: free right at the surface of the whirlpool okay uh so you're you're taking off swimming
2: Yeah, I'm kind of hoping the trident works like one of those little swimming propeller things.
0: (laughs) Unfortunately, I don't think that it does. It is. So I make two
2: useless jabs in the water and then just okay paddle as fast as I can.
0: So you're just trying to evade these sea serpent heads and and make it to Charybdis? Yeah. I think it's going to be another act under pressure. Yeah, to hold your breath, evade Poseidon and navigate around these massive vicious serpentine heads. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay. That's a that's I rolled a 9 again, so that's another 12. Okay.
0: You swim through the waters, deftly maneuvering around the many heads of Scylla. Poseidon swimming after you very quickly, but you burst up to the surface uh, and and gasp for air, I think, exhaling water just at the edge of Charybdis, and you you get just a moment before it starts to suck you into its orbit.
2: Like a graceful Labrador.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yes. But you do see the trireme almost on the precipice. And swords drawn up on top. Yeah. Constance and JR. JR, Mr. Blue is advancing on you. And I think as he does so, the planks of the deck start to ripple a little bit, and you can feel them bending up towards you, almost like they're trying to lock you in.
1: Like the ship itself is getting bent or like a magical rippling?
0: Both. The planks are bending, almost like a wave running through the wood, but then they sort of start to move asynchronously and, and snap upwards towards you, like they're trying to grab onto your ankles.
1: Oh, I don't like this at all. This is not, oh, oh. uh, Constance, what the fuck are you doing? So I think Constance is just a bit at a loss with like <laughs> trying to figure out what to do with uh, Alvin and then also how to reason with Mr. Blue that like mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, there's no way for me to reason with him if I'm attacking him with my sword, but okay. A certain reason.
0: <laughs> so, JR, there are wood planks biting at your ankles and Mr. Blue is just a few short feet away from you with his sword drawn.
1: I'm c- I am also kind of at a loss, which is why I was trying to get... <laughs> <constantly> <laughs> <laughs> or something. We're both just kind of bewildered. Because, um, yeah, we're sitting there with like question marks coming out of our heads like a cartoon character... Um, We have to get off the boat and we got to go through the whirlpool and we got to take your aunt with us. So I guess I'm going to, you know, while avoiding the chomp chomp of the boards, because now it's like the ship is quicksand, but it's also sharks, I guess.
2: Yeah, it's pretty accurate. Shark sand.
1: Shark sand. The very deadly shark sand that is not talked about in Shark Week and really should be. (laughs) Um, I guess I'm going to look at Georgiana and be like, This is the way we have to go. We have to go through the whirlpool. That is how we get out of here.
0: Give me a roll to manipulate someone.
1: Okay. It's an eight.
0: On a seven to nine, they'll do it, but only if you do something for them right now to show them that you mean it.
1: Okay. What will it take? What What will it take to convince? Yeah. What
0: will it take?
1: I mean, I have a thought.
0: I'm open to ideas, certainly.
1: Which is me just jumping off the ship towards the Bora pool.
0: I think you have that thought, junior Mm-hmm. But you understand people's sentiments and how to manipulate people. Georgiana doesn't know you. She doesn't care about you. I mean, in sort of a vague sense, she uh. does, but it doesn't matter if you <laughs> jump off the ship.
1: Yeah. 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 I look at you, Constance, and I'm like, I think you gotta jump. Yeah, I think Constance kinda looks at this situation also very bewildered and takes a running leap and goes.
2: <laughs> when Constance jumps into water, does Constance hold her nose plugged?
1: Uh yeah, and her eyes are closed. Yeah. <laughs> you cannonball. you're doing a cannonball. It's a it's uh-huh. a straight up cannonball. Yeah, you're all bunched up it. so you don't so you don't make a huge splash. That's good. Good form. Yeah.
2: I love
0: it. Constance, you take a running leap off the prow and plunge into the icy cold water. And I think you get down pretty deep and you open your eyes into the darkness and not five feet in front of your face is a massive serpentine head (laughs) and the jaws open wide in what would be a roar above water. What do you do?
1: All right. Uh, here's the okay. Constance
0: moment. You
1: okay. have a giant
2: serpent head in front of you and a magical backpack of anything. Yeah. I'm
1: gonna go ahead. You know, instinct is one thing, but for Constance, instinct is really what she's read in books. <laughs> Yay! And um, she has indeed read the graphic oh, novel yes. adaptation. Yes, <laughs> oh, man, it's yes, been so yes, long yes. since we've had a book <laughs> Love club. This. Yeah, Constance's the, um, book club. The graphic novel adaptation of the television show I Survived. <laughs> and one of the stories in this graphic novel adaptation is of a woman who survived a shark attack, uh, a surfer who survived a shark attack by punching the shark straight in the nose until it yes! bled and ran away. Yes, yes. And so Constance says, okay, shark, serpent, It's all kind of the same, right? Takes the dagger and aims either for the eye or for like whatever nose-like situation it's got. One of those two soft bits.
2: Snake noses are kind of like their eyes, aren't they?
1: Yeah, that's how they smell and see. Double
2: damage, I think.
1: So that's, (laughs) that's exactly what she's going to do. I also do want to remind you that it is a magical dagger. Yes. Yes.
0: My question for you here is, are you trying to inflict harm or are you trying to create any kind of diversion that you might be able to escape? That's a great question.
1: Let's go with diversion to escape. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> Give me a role to act under pressure.
1: And I, I will be using plus sharp because I've read about this you sort have. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, boy, do I remember that graphic novel real well. (laughs) Because, oh my God, that's a 14 for you. Holy crap. Wow. Nice.
0: Nice. What does it look like?
1: It's almost like I'm trying to leapfrog off of it. So I'm coming towards the serpent, feet first, but scrunched up like in a squat, and my hand with the dagger in it, and I just like- go full force with my dagger hand into the nose and then push off of its nose with my feet like a little (laughs) leapfrog Mm -hmm. bounding away.
0: (laughs) All right, you plant your knife in this thing's nostril and it recoils and kind of shakes its head and you push off away from it as it does. JR on deck, Georgiana, who had been just watching this whole utterly outlandish series of events unfold in just shock, I think. Seeing Constance leap over the prow, snaps out of it, and takes off running, and then follows her. And as she does, Mr. Blue, who had completely had his attention trained on you, suddenly watches her go over the prow, and the planks start falling back into line on the boat, and he looks at you with just a furious gaze, and then... Himself takes off running towards the prowl.
1: <laughs> Alright, bye, Odysseus! You know, you might want to head home soon. Penelope's just got a lot on her hands without you there. You know, racing Telemachus is just. She was not prepared to be a single parent. Okay, you should hurry on back home. Okay, bye! And I go diving off the edge of the boat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think we see Georgiana catching up with Constance, reaching the surface, and JRU and Mr. Blue coming up quickly behind, and the many heads of Scylla are circling the waters around you, but something seems to be keeping them at bay as the four of you reach Charybdis. Alvin, you're already almost to the base. You're just struggling to keep your breath, and the five of you go swirling down into the dark torrent of water. Hey folks, Quinn here. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode 36 of Monster Hour. Our beloved heroes have finally escaped the Odyssey. I'm sure it's smooth sailing from here on out, right? Right. As always, I want to thank everyone who's left us a rating and review, given us a shout on social media, or recommended the show to a friend. Those three little things make a big difference in folks finding out about the show, and the algorithms hate it. Don't forget that if you tweet about the show using hashtag MonsterHourPod, you might wind up with a character named after you. Characters like Mr. Blue, everyone's favorite kindred frenemy, named after at thatguykentblue on Twitter. We have reached the final stop on our tour of Patreon tiers this week, and this last one is The Real Monster. Literally. The $50 a month level is so loaded, we had no choice but to name it The Real Monster Tier. The marquee perk for this level is a one-shot game of Monster of the Week, GM'd by myself, either with the Monster Hour crew or a group of friends. You also get all of the perks from every other tier, including killer swag, a named NPC, bonus mini-campaigns, episodes, and outtakes, extra Monster Hour lore, and access to all of my GM and mystery notes from all of our completed arcs. We know this is a big financial commitment. But for folks who are looking to go big and helping us create new and better content, we hope this awesome goodie bag makes it worth your while. Short one this week, that's all I've got for you folks. Our next regular episode will drop November 10th, but be sure to tune in on the 31st for our Halloween special. Until then, stay spooky. The three of you come to on a mist-shrouded shore, cool water lapping at your legs as the tide rolls in and out. Georgiana and Mr. Blue are a little ways down the beach. All around you, you are surrounded by a thick fog. What do you do? I
2: go up to Georgiana and go, oh, God, Constance, it's so good. I'm so glad to see you made it.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait a minute. And then I look at Constance, and then I look at Georgiana, and then I look at Constance, and then I look at Georgiana. And I look at JR and go, what happened?
1: What do you mean, what happened? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alvin, do you recall Constance telling us, well, first finding out about her secret aunt and then finding out that her secret aunt had died, which is part of why she was a secret aunt? Well, Alvin... This is Georgiana, the secret aunt.
0: Georgiana looks at you and smiles politely and says, Georgiana, it's nice to meet you. Okay,
1: this is a a fun trick that I learned once. So when you're introducing two people that you know, (laughs) a good way to get them to remember the other person is to say a fun fact about the other person to them. So when I'm introducing them, I go, Alvin, this is Georgiana. Georgiana is the secret thought we, should, we she was dead. Aunt Georgiana, this is Alvin. Alvin is like a coyote sometimes. Alvin, why don't you show her your lovely claws?
2: They're yeah, they're out.
1: Alvin, Georgiana, <laughs> I Georgiana, just gesture like a
2: finger to shake hands because I'm worried about the claws. Behind, con-
0: self conscious <laughs> about the claws. Behind <laughs> Georgiana, Mister Blue struggles to his feet, hacking up water. We shouldn't be here. You shouldn't be here. No, humans aren't allowed here.
1: Okay, when you say aren't allowed, is that like we stepped over a do not trespass sign or like we literally shouldn't be in here? You know, like we yeah, shouldn't, shouldn't be allowed to have gotten in and- here. Like it should have been like a invisible wall where like he goes in, but-
0: no, you're not permitted here. The three of you I should mean, not be okay. here at all, but you certainly shouldn't be here, here.
1: Okay, okay. Well, we are, so there's that.
2: I had a similar conversation with one of your friends about the lack of signs here in this place. (laughs) It's really very confusing.
1: It is. The wayfinding could use some work. Hey, uh, don't we have a thing we have to do here?
2: That's right. We won't be here
0: long. You won't even notice.
1: Oh, you better not.
0: As the five of you are talking, the mist begins to recede.
1: Okay, well that's good.
0: Opening up ahead of you is an idyllic meadow. The grass is springy beneath the soles of your feet, dotted here and there with whimsical wildflowers in all shapes and sizes and colors. The glade is ringed by a thick copse of trees, which quickly densen to the point of being indistinguishable from the larger forest behind it. At the center of this semicircle of trees is a large stone pedestal, venerable and moss-encrusted. And atop it rests a massive tome, bound in thick leather. Propped against its base rests a full suit of viridian-tinged plate armor, while behind it looms a particularly large sycamore tree. And behind you, Mr. Blue says, No, 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 no! You can't be here!
1: Quinn, this uh, this is the thing that I saw. Yes. When I accidentally did a little uh light destruction of Constance's storage unit.
0: You recognize this scene.
1: Yeah, I thought so. Okay, so team meeting. Team meeting. Uh psychoside. No, no, no no no, Mr. Blue. Just uh just uh fr- friends only just for this portion of the meeting and then we'll open it up to the large group. Uh so Constance and Alvin, like I beckon them over.
0: Georgiana Mm -hmm. is like physically restraining Mister Blue.
1: Okay, good. We'll we'll make this super quick. We're super. You just gotta let go, buddy. You just gotta let go. Thanks. If you're worried about liability,
2: just look the other way.
1: Yeah, plausible deniability is really familiar to us. Okay, so guys, the tree is uh, that. That's the thing that we need to to do to sign or put his name thing in the book. Well, so, when the vision, I didn't see the suit of armor, and frankly, you know, I think we've been doing this enough to suspect that perhaps the armor is a trap or a guard of some kind, and if it isn't, I'm still willing to bet, like, 20 bucks that there's some other kind of trap or thing there, because the tall man... Was not big on like helping us all that much, so that's what we need to do. But I'm not totally sure how to do it.
2: First step: Can we open that envelope now?
1: Can we? Uh,
2: he said it it was sealed until we got to the register.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I pull out the envelope.
0: It opens easily.
1: I look inside. Is there a present in there? I don't think that's what's going to be in there, but I like your optimism.
0: Is it just a circle? No. Uh, Inside is a single folded page and a quill. On the page is a a single block of text. It looks like a, a paragraph. It's not written in a language that you recognize, but you do recognize the script. The irregular angles and flowing serifs are the same as the ones on the disc and JR's key that had previously matched no known alphabet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I bet Mr. Blue could read this.
1: Oh, shit.
2: I mean, he probably also isn't a reliable narrator, and he may freak out if this is a, like, set the tree on fire sort of spell. <laughs>
1: I mean, he's freaking out anyway. Might as well try to get his help.
2: We've had dealings with this tall man before, and we were (laughs) curious about what was written down here before we came in here, and we've come all this way. I would honestly like to know what I'm writing down. Same. Are we, like,
1: accidentally doing mass murder here? You know what I mean? We don't really I would like to avoid genocide. You know, JR does have some hard lines, and- uh, That's a good one. Killing killing (laughs) in large scale is definitely- that's a hard no, <laughs> so yeah.
0: What did the three of you do?
1: I guess we're gonna go talk to Mr. Blue and see what he has to say. Just uh, hold it at a distance a little bit. Let's not yeah. let him get. Yeah, I want Alvin in between the document and him.
0: Mm-hmm. We all need to leave. You need to leave. You're not supposed to be here.
1: What does Your this presence say? Th- what? What does this say? Are we killing something? or lots of things.
0: He narrows his eyes and looks at it, and looks at you and says, I will translate that if you leave this place immediately. Well. Uh, semi-immediately.
1: Yeah, as soon as we translate it, we just have to write it down, and then we'll leave. No,
0: where where would you write it anyways?
1: Uh, we point. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait, oh no, he says, where would you write it? I'll. I- Alvin
2: takes a good long look around the glade and looks at the trees and the water and the dirt and the book and the trees (laughs) and just kind of looks back at Mr. Blue and goes,
0: I don't know, somewhere. You wish to inscribe something in the registrum, the tome of true names, you, humans. I'm sorry, but this can no longer stand. And he raises his hand (laughs) and the white circle disappears. And so does the one on your palm, Constance.
1: Oh, what?
0: and disagreement to not fuck with us leaving.
1: Yeah. A
0: wind rolls through the glade, and as it does, all of the boughs of the trees begin to move, and at the base of the pedestal, you see the ground beneath the suit of armor begin to shift. Sinewy roots push up through the blades of grass, snaking up between the gleaming mint green plates. The bracers and breastplate lift up off the ground, and as the rhizomes reach the helm, a massive set of antlers blossom outwards like a twisting corona of spiked bone. And beneath the visor, two gleaming green orbs alight, drinking in your presence with quiet intensity.
1: Well, fuck. Whoa. (laughs) God damn it.